Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Jonathan with the Million Dollar Mindset Talk Show, hosted on the Talk to Shaylin Radio Circuit Power, syndicated globally on the RAI Radio Network, over 11 licensed and DRT, that's digital radio track stations. Currently right now, we have 11 independent artists charting in the top 100 independent and the top 200 nationwide, home of some of the hottest talk shows on the market. Today on the Mean Out of Mindset talk show, we have Brandon Robinson. Very few people in life know what they're going to be when they are a youth. Very few people can actually are actually visionaries from that age of youth where they can wake up, be born, walk that path, go through different trials and tribulations, and then stay on the path of their dream. It's like the golden child effect. Brandon Robinson is no different. You're talking about somebody that has constantly had his foot on the pedal of success and has never taken it off. Everything from working with major corporations like TMZ, CNN, CBS, LeBron James, situations, Everything you can think of, this guy has had his finger on the pulse of journalism, pop culture, humanity, and everything across the board. We're honored to have him on the Million Dollar Mindset Talk Show today. Brandon Robinson, welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset Talk Show. Thank you for having me. You made me sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell everybody, man, I got to give that Diddy intro, man. I'm just legendary for that. Of course, I, I felt more like a WWE wrestler. You know, like my favorite wrestler was Razor Ramon. You know, when he said two times, two times, and the kind of champion. So, I felt cool. Definitely. I want to jump right into it. Brandon, when you actually, you know, when you sit back today and you, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Say you're on a balcony of a nice hotel and it's, you know, maybe getting into the six o'clock part of the evening, just wherever you are. And the sun is kind of going down and it doesn't matter if you're in L.A. or just New York. If you're looking over that city line. What do you think of everything that you've accomplished thus far? Like, what resonates in your mind? What are your feelings and what are your thoughts? Just what are your reflections on this ride you've taken thus far? You know, it's funny you say that because I started this lane early and I still feel like I haven't arrived. And you never really feel like you've arrived. Older people tell me that. But sometimes two weeks feels like a month and a month feels like a year. 
because you're so busy. And I think that it's important. My mom always says this. Sometimes you have to sit back and sometimes smell the roses because you have to appreciate where you are because that's that's accomplishment. But at the same time, you have to appreciate where you're going because as you keep rising and going to different things, I've heard like I've heard like rappers and like entertainers in general say they appreciate when they were broke because they had more fun. And I ain't rich. I ain't poor, but I'm still grinding. And I feel like um, <laughs> if I'm sitting on the balcony at 6 o'clock, it's almost like, damn it, I sat too long. I got to get back to work. But right. I, by the same token, you have to find that time to, 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 to savor the moment. I've been adamant about that the last, like, week. Because it's, it's, you, you're so busy pushing, 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 pushing. You got to spend time with your family. You got to balance that with your friends, those who helped you get to this point. So it's a catch-22 for me because I can't sit still. I get ADD like a mug, but at the same time, you have to enjoy the moment. Absolutely. And the reason why that I ask that question is because reflection is a key part in life. Meditation, they both go hand in hand because when you're meditating, obviously, you know, you're reflecting on something. So when I look at your resume and I see how your finger has been on the pulse of everything, entertainment, pop culture, humanity issues. I mean, you've witnessed some things that has changed the course of society everything from you know dealing with deflate gate everything from dealing with issues with dealing with um with uh sterling donald sterling with the la clippers and that whole situation i mean you've been at those moments you sat in those rooms with other reporters you've you've had to analyze the pick and then write about those things in full detail people depend on your high level of thought and insight so that's why i asked that because you know you have been featured and major publications, the, you know, the complexes and the, and the ebonies and the vibes, stuff like that. So you are very important to this cultural fabric, you know what I'm saying, that we're, you know, weaving right now in society. So definitely like much love on that. I want to. Thank you. Definitely. I want to go into this part just regarding you. When you talk about your early years. You know, parental guidance is so important. Parental influence is important as far as you know how you were raised. In a brief sentence, how would you describe your actual childhood and the impact it has on you today? I'm talking about right now. A big part, it's crazy because as a kid, my stepfather used to get on my nerves because he would listen to gospel music all the time. And it's crazy because to calm down and just relax now, I listen to some of the same gospel songs that... You know, he was listening to in the car that got on my nerves. The Fred Hammonds, the Kirk Franklin, the Gowell Coley, the, the John P. Key. That stuff calms me because there's so much stuff going on at one time. So that's one. Two, my upbringing had a big part. My mom and my biological father, they met in college. They divorced when I was three. And my mom and my stepfather, or rather my stepfather and my mom met at the church that I grew up in. And I'll say that... You know, they married when I was like 11. And I learned something from my biological father. He's no longer living. I've learned stuff from my mom. I've learned stuff from my stepfather. Because I, my life, knowing culture and understanding people, is it, segmented because of experiences both in suburban upbringing and city upbringing. I split time, you know, between New Jersey and New York City. And I've learned... How to roll with everybody. My, my grandmother often says I have a face for everybody. Maybe to get along. 
and it, it, I went to a prep school. I was one of four black kids to graduate my graduating class. I knew how to politic with white people, Jews, Italians, Irish, Indian, Asian, everybody. And in this business, you know, I, I represent culture. Culture is everybody, you know? So that upbringing, and then the biggest upbringing for me and how to deal with business, my family owned both a shoe store and a sneaker store on 125th Street in Harlem. You know, so all those different aspects make me who I am. And I think, you know, even starting as a kid, as a 12-year-old hosting a radio show with the Nets, I was dealing with the NBA that is predominantly run by uh, people of the Jewish states. You know, so all of those, all of those perspectives as growing up in a predominantly large black Baptist church uh, that has 10,000 members, all of those facets make me who I am. And my stepfather being from Chicago, Knowing how to politics like 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 shy gangsters, so to speak. You know, it, there's a lot of politics and, and, and knowing how to move in a room. Like Jay Z said, how to move in a room full of vultures. I learned that being around my stepfather. So that's perspective and, and, and knowledge that I gained. Very insightful. You know, the way you know, the thing I like about what you just said is the fact that you learn something from everybody. Like your biological father uh-huh. who you know, who's no longer here, but you learn something. You you analyzed the game and you made it more and you took the opportunity and you grew it. So that was, that was real important. So I definitely respect And, and I have to credit my biological father as well, because even though he and my mom divorced when I was three, he, he re-entered my life when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And particularly during my college years, he taught me how to, how to, um, how to hustle, how to negotiate. You, you get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. And, and just how to put the finishing touches on it. He owned his own, you know, telemarketing business. So he taught me how to how to move and shake. But always said, as much as you have a personality, you gotta mix the style with the substance. You can't just be a style guy. You have to have you have to have that balance. I can't sell him short either. I want to delve into this just a little bit. I mean, it's not sure. a personal. It's not a personal question, but as Jay Z say, it's a real question. Right. When you talk about the moment when he re-entered into your life. You know, a lot of uh-huh. youth, a lot of youth have trouble with that. And I, I understand, even though, you know, I have my father in my life and he's never been out of my life. But when someone has presumably hurt you or, you know, whether it's an abandoned issue, however you want to coin the phrase. But when you let them back in, it takes a lot because then you're becoming vulnerable again. Uh-huh. So talk about that moment when you let him, when you uh-huh. made the decision to let him back in based on what you wanted to now develop with him? I think it was kind of almost a thing where it was, we both wanted it. It was just a matter of whenever your parents divorce, a lot of times kids side with the mom. And I think that when your parents are going through divorce or hurting, it affects the child always. And I think that for me, I think part of the reason why I became a journalist was because I was able to see things from more than just one person, two person perspective. You have to see their perspective, another person's perspective, and you have to meet them in the middle. So I think me being a product of a divorced marriage kind of made me see perspective. And I think that, and this wasn't a rehearsed answer, I tell people this all the time. I don't like to pick sides because the side of the truth is, is the side that you have to report. And I think that as a kid growing up, not having his father around, but having other male role models around, that supplemented that. And I think my father being in my life just added to the added to it. It, it, it didn't. I don't think it. I think it was a blessing because I think 
my mom and my stepfather did a wonderful job of raising me, but my father had his responsibility too, and he, and he finally did what he was supposed to do. But I think for me, I was happy that I finally got a chance to really learn from him. No doubt. And that's, like I said, that's a very mature way to to look at that situation because a lot of people, it's easy to to hug the hurt, as my grandmother used to say. Yeah. It's easy to hug her. She said, it's hard to hug redemption and forgiveness. It's hard. Yeah. Because it's so easy yeah. to hug her because hurt allows you to feel protected. When you're hurting, you know, it's like you feel protected because you've been dealing with it for so long and, and, and like it's like you don't want to let it go. But the mm-hmm. fact that you had that mentality was, a, well, I, I think, pivotal in regards to your growth now. That's how I feel. I feel like... Sure. I, I sure. Think, I, there's certain things right. that a mother can teach. There's certain things that a stepfather or uncle or cousin can teach. But your father is part half of you. So if you don't know that part of him, how can you, how can you know yourself? Exactly. Know the mother. You know where they come from, but you, you got to know yourself. Exactly. So that, that's how I look at it. Oh yeah, and and the most important thing is that every young man looks up to his dad as some type of hero mm-hmm. because instinctively that's who you look like, DNA wise, everything else. That's who you run toward in general, right? Because ultimately, I guess I'm supposed to be like him. That's how you think. That's how I thought as a child. So whatever my dad mm-hmm. did, I wanted to do, and so on and so forth, because. That's my role model at that particular time. So, right. And there are certain things a woman can never teach a man and certain things a man cannot teach a woman because, again, genetically, it's impossible. Biologically, it's impossible. Uh Spiritually, it's impossible because that's not who you are. But the beautiful thing about life is as you grow older, you put your own experiences into everything. So even if you didn't have one or the other parent in your life, you still can grow and reflect and learn and understand what you need to be if you're willing to put in that work and time. People, this is Brandon Robinson on the Mean Dollar Mindset Talk Show, hosted on the Talk to Shaylin Radio Circuit Power, syndicated globally on the RAI Radio Network, over 11 licensed digital and DRT track stations. We have 11 artists charting nationally right now on digital radio tracker classroom majors ranked number six on the top 100 this podcast is sponsored by pushers collective clothing people push a star it's a lifestyle period the movement has already started brain i want to jump into this what moment early on do you feel what was the impasse in your early life that made you say this is the path i'm going to be on and this is the path i'm going to stay on like what talk about that part of your life a little bit well, um, I, I often credit my stepfather for introducing me to Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, meaning on TV, watching the NBA on NBC. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a six-year-old kid in 1991, just the ambiance, what it was like for me, I, I just always thought it was cool. Like, Marv Albert, Matt Lucas, all those guys, I think that. And then my uncle uh, was the commissioner of, of parks for a league in New York City called Citywide. And so anybody who was anybody that came out of New York played a Citywide, Kenny Anderson, Stephon Marbury, Denard King, all those guys. So he introduced me. I used to be around players when I was younger. I, I think that played a big part in just introducing me to basketball. Basketball was always my first love. Now, I tell, I, I tell women I've dated in the past, yo, I love basketball for you, so you can kick rocks. Joking, of course. But I think that introduction early, and then, you know, when I was a kid, I had a radio show with the Nets at 12 years old called Nets Slam and Planet, and uh, <laughs> no 
Yes, sir. And this feature on NBA Inside stuff with Lamar Rashad. And, you know, I actually got a chance to interview Lamar for my show and go a little back, back then. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to be around the net. So that was the days of, like, Van Cassell, Kendall Gill, Jason Williams, Chris Gatling, Xavier McDaniel, all those guys. And these grown men that are in my TV, I'm looking at them and building rapport with them in the locker room. And then, you know, during that time, when I had that show... I was around Stephen A. Smith when he was covering the 76ers for the, for the Philadelphia Choir. I was around Chris Broussard when he was covering the Nets and the Knicks for the New York Times. I was around all these beat writers. So all these beat writers that you see on ESPN, Yahoo, et cetera, et cetera, with these big, big jobs, and congratulations to those guys. I was seeing them when they were around my age, maybe a little older, grinding, like 15, 16 years ago. And, you know, I saw how people responded to what I did. I saw how... When I went to school, I had one up over some kids to the point that sometimes it got on kids' nerves when I, you know, we're the same age and I got a, a, a cool job. How many kids can say that? And I'm thankful. Um, when I sat back, I said, wow, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I've been building towards that moment. And, you know, as a kid, I, I used to watch 60 Minutes with my mom. Ed Bradley was one of my favorite journalists because of his phrasing. I loved his one-on-ones with people. And just formulating that, reading the newspaper when I was younger. You know, just always being curious why things work the way they work. Um, it's been something I've been chasing and, and building towards. And I think, you know, in the economic climate where we live, where jobs aren't being offered and things are short, and, and, and the brand building process is the popular thing these days, I think at the end of the day, you can post pictures on social media. But as I stated earlier with my father, with style and substance, can you build pictures on your social media but also have the content to back it up you as a content provider yourself you know you're only as good as your last story and just growing over the years just continuing to build content that, that's been my goal and my focus and, and, I'm, and I'm still going absolutely well that's the thing your life from the beginning you talk about the age of 12 on on you have been entrenched or engulfed into your life style what you still now and that's crazy because witnessing you know having a certain culture around you allows you to appreciate things that some of your colleagues and your contemporaries can't like it's like you know growing up with two parents but your best friend only has one and you see them struggle and go through emotional ups and downs and you go home and it's a little bit more stable so that is what great parenting is about just providing a certain culture that's why it's so important for people to be responsible and everything like that to make sure that their children have the right outlook and that's the great thing about you is that even though the path was laid and you were given opportunities when you're given an opportunity you have to earn the right to keep it and that's what i respect uh-huh. about you you earned earned you know what i'm saying your right to keep that privilege and that's what I love about you because it shows a lot of gratitude and appreciation for this business and for this life you know what I'm saying thank you I I, I would say that I don't feel like I'm a typical journalist because because I started young I get along with a lot of athletes because they started young building their craft when you think about it when I was 12 years old as a reporter those guys were playing AAU trying to get right so they could make it to the league so a lot of my friends, like I went to, I told you I went to a prep school. The prep school I went to, they, the guys I went to school with, I'm 6'5". I have friends that are taller than me, that are 6'11", 7'8". Right. And so as important as it is to report and chronicle and document these moments, you also have to want people to talk to you. And so for me, 
when I was in prep school, I used that opportunity to really build rapport with, and that's practice. That's another part of it that people don't know. You know, you could you could be able to shoot threes all day, but if you're not practicing, you're not doing what your coach tells you to do, the whole game plan is not going to come to fruition. So I also think I had the advantage of knowing how to talk to athletes and being tall like them. Well, I mean, anytime you have like a athletic bill or process, you know, or just image or presence, people are going to feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, if you was 5'5 five, five or 5'80, five, it'd be a lot different. But but having the statue is one thing. But most of all, Brandon, the thing about you that's very, I guess you could use the word exclusive or intriguing, is the fact that you know how to relate to people. Because no matter how you look size-wise, you know, that's, that's, that's some, you know, image is important, but you know how to relate. You connect. Because since the early years, from the age of 12 and probably earlier, you've been examining, analyzing, and investing into the world of journalism. And to that credit, there's not, there's not a lot of African American, black, uh, whatever word you want to use, children that, that were a part of that. You know, it's cool one thing to want to grow up and be a basketball player. Or, you know, you want to be this and that, but how many kids grow up and say, you know what? At the age of twelve, I was hosting the show. You know, net slamming planet. Like you don't not see many. that. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't see that. You know, it's not many. You probably was the only one ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but my point is, but that's right. also kudos to your ability of, of your of your parents taking a risk on your talent and then you delivering on that risk by delivering good product. So kudos to that. I want you to, if you could, just highlight like in a simple format, like what is your journalism style like? Like like when you put that pen, like me, for, like for instance me, I'm a writer. All right. My writing style is completely different because I set the mood, I set the tone of where I'm at, whatever hotel I'm at, how I'm feeling, what I'm drinking, what I'm listening to, what I'm wearing. You know, it's I get real deep into it because when people read my articles, like for instance, I just wrote an article on Omari Hardwick and uh, Ghosts, and uh, I'll send you a link of that. It's called The Shadow of Ghosts. Right, and uh, I just wrote it for Skrilla Gorilla Magazine. Definitely shout out to to Lord Days on that. But I get into a whole mood because to me, writing is personal. It's it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that that I'm invested in. So describe your writing style and just how you get down your mojo. I think for me, I think for me, um, I'll, I'll never forget when I was in undergrad. Uh, Chris Broussard, uh, one of my, my mentors at ESPN, he, he said to me, write how you talk. Don't don't write how you think people want to hear you. And so I credit you for being true to you. I, I think for me, my style of writing is how I feel. So I'll give you an example. Um, last year, I don't know if you remember Isaiah Thomas, uh, the NBA Hall of Famer. He of uh, became president, of course, became president of the New York Liberty. Yeah. And as always, okay, is coaching strategy um, and while a coach of the, of the Knicks and you know a team president or general manager of, of the Knicks weren't always um, the best the thing that I've always respected about Isaiah was his eye for talent he's, he's, he's made some pretty good picks and so when he became president of the Liberty many people here in New York City were bashing him and many people did not have access to him. I, you know, I can pick up a phone and phone, which is which is great. But to that point, he did best, and I wrote, I pinned it out an op-ed piece for Vibe, and the lead to my story was the U.S. Department of Employment could take notes from Isaiah Thomas because Homeboy knows how to keep a job, and people were like, 
how the heck did he fit homeboy in the lead of his story? I said, because I was just being mean. That's something that I think in today's day and age digitally, we have the advantage to do. I could necessarily write that in the New York Post or New York Times, but I think I was, I'm creative enough that I could come up with another phrase to make it still sound the same. I think that, and there's no disrespect to these guys, but I feel like last decade, hip hop was so influenced into, into the sports, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the guys that paved the way, like Stuart Scott, Spook Jackson, I mean, Stephen A. Smith. I feel like I'm a blend of them, but I also pay homage to guys like Walter Cronkite, guys like Ed Bradley, um, people like the late Peter Jennings, even Tavis Smiley. Like, I, I'm not just a one-trick pony, because I think my, my delivery is more a balance of mainstream, a balance of hip-hop, and a balance of just me being myself. I think I think you have to be true to you, and I, and I credit you for doing that. That's what I try to do in my writing, as well as when I host my, my daily podcast at CBS Radio called Brown in School. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about some of the projects you have on the table right now, just some of the things you got cooking up in the kitchen, man. Well, as I said, I, I have a show uh, with CBS Radio. Uh, they're played out at Podcast Network called Brown and Scoop. And um, a friend of, of your of the program has been on your show, Joe Paul. He'll, he'll be on a, a future guest on um, an episode later this month. But um, it, it's a, a Brown and Scoop is a sports and entertainment and lifestyle show. I mean, yesterday we had an episode where um, former Secret Service uh, man uh, Clint uh, Hill, who was the first responded. Dallas, Texas, when John F. Kennedy was, was assassinated, he was on the show. You know, this week, Pokemon is trending. We had a, a young lady who's the voice of Ash from Pokemon was on there, but we don't limit it to just that. Um, we've had Samaki Walk on. Uh, he used to play for the Lakers, and he talked about how Kobe Bryant sucker punched him. He told the whole story about what happened back then in the early 2000s. We've had Warren Moon on. We've had uh, Von Miller. We've had the model Stephanie Santiago we've had David Banner we've had the producer Jalo Beats we're, we're mixing sports entertainment and lifestyle uh, and that's a credit to the times I was freelancing at various publications and getting things done and you know I'm also I also contribute here and there to CBS Local Sports and CBS Sports Radio and then also I have we talked about me in my childhood something called Scoop B Radio and Scoop B Radio is um a weekly show that you guys can find on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, where I chronicle some of my best interviews. Listen, when I was 12 years old, I had a, a Timberland box with tapes of interviews that I did with players when I was a kid, never to be you know, released. And my guy Manny, DJ Danielle, he basically curated that stuff and put it into digital form. So when you go to Scoopy Radio, you'll find interviews that I've done with the Kim David Tumbo when I was a kid, DJ Armstrong, Scott Burrell. But then you'll also see newer interviews. Jalo Beach, I dropped an interview with him last week. Um, you'll see with Neat Bucks from the Young Guns, which will drop next week. So it, it's it's a smorgasbord. It's almost like thinking like a rapper. It's like Good Friday, like Kanye, dropping stuff that the people want to hear. Well, I mean, again, the great thing about your platform is that not only are you focusing on one demographic or one sector of entertainment or, 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 or life, you're covering the bases with everybody. I mean, when you have Von Miller, people from the Secret Service, 
you know, the independent rock. Take a guy like Joe Paul, who's been killing it in the uh-huh. game for years. Um, and, uh-huh. and actually, he's the second most in demand, or well, third most. He's the second most in demand artist on RAI Radio. I mean, he's charting right now on the top 100 and the top 200 at DigitalRadioTracker.com. You know, with his song, you got it. But when you look at all of that. And you look at the different people that are actually, you know, I mean, you know, that you're touching. You're covering the bases uh-huh. for everybody and you're giving real people the opportunity to have their story told. You're 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 highlighting subject matters and people that are really changing the culture and affecting culture in a positive way. And also have great stories. I mean, everybody, I mean, how often would you hear the Kobe Bryant sucker punch story? You would never hear that on ESPN too much because it's it's a different level of format. Uh-huh. People can get more down to earth with you and more personable you know and that's the yeah and that's the great thing about it but again this was this was what you was put on this planet to do man and and we're definitely honored to have you on it and i also want to let you know that we want to take your podcast and air it on our network as well which we could talk about later but we want to air it you know rebroadcast your show we have 11 stations and just to let you know man we have 10 blog sites that we manage that we can um okay Put your show on at no cost and just have it on there, man, and just broadcast it, let people tune in and listen to it. So you got even more access. We got Levin Station, we got 10 blogs, we manage over 200 Twitter accounts, you know, 100 Instagram wow. accounts. So it's it's a lot that we can do because you have a positive format. We would love to have your show within the Talk to Shaylin radio circuit, like Patrick Phillips with uh, Pop Culture Tonight. He's out of Texas. Shout out to Patrick Phillips. Just bringing on different things that could work. So we would definitely love to do that and just air it on. I'd be honored. Well, we will be honored because, again, you have a platform that's not only opening doors, you're opening creative doors. And that's what we love to say here at Talk to Shaylane. It's the creative doors that you're opening for people. You know, you, the way that you interview by you just being you, you know, you're targeting a certain person like we targeted you. The thing I like about you most, Brandon, is this. There is a level of authenticity to you that is just so high. You're so authentic with how you approach life. You're so authentic when it comes to how you speak with people. You're so authentic with your passion. Authenticity really dictates how, when, and where you go in life. I believe that. Sure. Because the more authentic, I do too. The, the more authentic you are, the, the then the more people can perceive you and have a and and be a better judge if they want to do business with you or not. They want to be your friend or not. That's the vibe that I get from you. But when I read your story, all I see is authenticity across the board, sure. which is a great thing. Sure. So kudos to you and kudos to all of the accomplishments that you've had thus far and what you have going on. And this partnership between you and REI Radio and New Hypebees and Talk to Shaylin is just starting because we got your back. You got free space on our website. We're going to re-air your, your podcast. Only thing you got to do is just shoot them over to us, you know, a day or two in advance and we'll promote it on social media and get it out there. We got you covered, man. And um, we want to do bigger things. So definitely on that. Shout out your social media handles. And when it comes to people want to be on your show, talk about how, you know, what people have to do with submission process and shout out your social media. Well, social media, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, that's S-C-O-O-P B on Instagram, Scoop S-C-O-O-P underscore B, and Snapchat Scoop underscore B, and um, what else is there? There's so much. Uh, you guys can check out my website, ScoopB.com, and you can also check out Scoop B Radio 
Scoobyradio.com. I'm telling you, Scooby Radio is the wave. We, we got drops from people. Everybody talked about Isaiah Thomas. We talked about, I mean, we got everybody. And and as far as the submission process, um, in addition to, you know, all the stuff that I do with radio, podcasting, I write about music and culture. You guys have music submissions. Um, you can send that. You can email that actually to book scoopb at gmail.com. That's book, B-O-O-K, scoop, S-C-O-O-P, letter B, at gmail.com. Absolutely. Brandon, what have you enjoyed most about being on the Mean Ella Mindset talk show today, sir? I was being me. I was walking around in my house in my drawers talking. <laughs> but I had a good time, man. It was, it, was, it was good to just, you know, a lot of times you, you interview people and you hear their thoughts. The role is in reverse. You know, you're asking me about what I think, what I do. And, you know, it's, it's important to remember your heroes, but also document them while you can. Tim Duncan, I just want to say, you know, congratulations on him on a 19-year career. When he started in the league his rookie year, that was when I started my show. And the first person that I interviewed professionally was Keith Van Horn. Tim Duncan was the first pick. Keith Van Horn was the second pick. It made me feel old for a minute. But it reminded me that, I, you know, for 19 years, I've been pushing at it. And you got a whole new wave of people coming in. And it feels good to kind of be known as or, or be credited as a guy on the rise. And that's crazy to me. You know, Kobe's retired this year. Duncan retired this year. And it's a brave new world, as Alvis Huxley would say. And uh, I'm excited for the challenge and, and to be recognized and, and to be thankful to be on your show. Well, this show, the whole creation of it, the purpose behind it is to have moments like these, to have conversations like what we're having now. Because again, you're doing things in the community on the broadcast level that's leaving positive footprints and creating a better tomorrow. And that's what the Main Dollar Mindset all about is finding those people, analyzing those people that either are doing those things or are on the brink of launching something that's going to really impact the world in a positive way. So again, Brandon, you've had a great career. You're having a great career. It's just getting started. To me, you're just heating up. To me, it's still second quarter because you're going to be in this game. You know, I see you having your own television network. I see a lot for you, man. Definitely. Your own academy. Exactly. I Yeah, you know, I we're definitely. I see, the, I see the BR Broadcast Academy. You know what I'm saying? And, and you and I can run that together as partners. You know, I see a lot, man, because there's a lot that can happen. It's just so much we can do uh, from a for-profit and a, and, a, and a non-profit perspective. I see other kids at the age of eight learning, a, holding a microphone in class. I could see us having a class just on that in schools around the world. That's a lot, man, we can get into later. But I want to thank you for being on the show. We enjoy talking with you. Um, you are definitely... You definitely have the million dollar mindset. And anybody you want to thank for, you get out of here, man. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> man, that's, that's it, man. Everybody knows who they are. And I credited everybody. But I want to I want to shout out to the man of stiff. You know, 137 says, but nothing is impossible with God. And I'm a little too for that. Cool. All right, man. Well, like I said before, man, appreciate you very much. Thanks for being on the show. God bless. Thank you, man. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 